This audio is brought to you by MuslimCentral.com. First and foremost, inshallah ta'ala, let's start with the hukum, the ruling in Islam. And this is sort of the clear and unambiguous and something that no Islamic scholar or mainstream masjid or institution would deny. Number one, that in Islam, any sexual relationship outside of nikah between a man and a woman is haram. Number two, desires are not sinful nor should people be identified or ostracized by desires, but instead every Muslim is defined by Islam, which is submission to Allah with those desires. Number three, same-sex actions are unequivocally haram. Number four, the one who acts upon those desires is sinful, but within the fold of Islam, so long as they don't justify those acts. Number five, the one who does not act upon them is actually rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for their mujahada, meaning their striving. Uh, number six, the one who denies its prohibition denies what is ma'loom in ad-deen bid-darura. Uh, I, I think we just released the lecture that I gave on uh, ijma' and ma'loom in ad-deen bid-darura, which means that which is known by the religion by necessity. Uh, so the one who denies its prohibition denies what is ma'loom in ad-deen bid-darura, which takes one outside of the fold of Islam. Number seven, to celebrate or support what Allah has prohibited is a form of fusuq and cannot be done in the name of social cohesion or political mobility. Number eight, we have and always will condemn mistreatment and violence against people on the basis of orientation, lifestyle, or belief, but that condemnation should not be conflated with making halal what Allah has clearly made haram. Number nine, we should still be the best of neighbors and colleagues and show all people the beauty of the prophetic way with our character. Number 10, we should always anchor our understanding of any issue in the Quran, the Sunnah, and the Ijma'ah. And our scholars, of course, use qiyas, use analogy when necessary to deal with any matter.